The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 58 The Fall of the Amazon 1882 December 31st, Denver, Colorado. William entered the bar through the kitchen. He was well-dressed, coat, vest, shirt, all pressed and clean. There was a gold watch chain hanging across one pocket to the other. His hat had a leather band around it with a golden buckle. Set at its center was a turquoise stone carved with a picture of a wolf. He looked around the kitchen first as if he was searching for something. This was not how he left it. Then, with curiosity, he saw both its clean and well-used state. Cassandra stopped what she was doing and tapped Paris on the shoulders. They both turned to look at the man. Dad? asked Cassandra. William didn't answer her. He just turned and went up the stairs to Celia's apartment. Who is that? What's going on? That's my dad. He owns the bar. I don't know what he's doing here. Cassandra replied, confused. Oh, shit. Paris whispered under her breath. William came back down the stairs, scanning the room once again with his eyes. He set them on Paris. Who are you? He asked. I'm Anna Lee. Who the fuck are you? You're the whiskey girl. The name is Anna. Then I'm your fucking boss. That's who I am. Where is Celia? She's in the bar. Where do you think she is? Paris answered. Dad, what's going on? Asked Cassandra. I told you not to call me that. Now get out of my way. William pushed past Paris, slamming open the door as he went from the kitchen to the bar. He nearly ran into Cynthia and had to stop just short on the other side of the door. William? Asked Cynthia. What are you doing here? I work here. With Celia? For Celia, Cynthia replied. Penthesilia saw them talking at the door. She set down the bottle and glass she was pouring, pushing them both over to the man at the bar so he could serve his own drinks. William, you're here! It's so good to see you! Celia ran over to him and pulled him towards the center of the bar. She hugged him and kissed him on the cheek. I've missed you. Look, the bar is full. We've been doing better than we ever have before. Did you meet the whiskey girl? It's all because of her. What is Cynthia doing here? When we started getting busy, I needed another waitress, so I hired her. And Cassandra? Kitchen assistant. The whiskey girl? My chef. I never gave you permission to hire anyone. I've made more money this season than I ever have before. Now I'm running one of the most successful restaurants in Denver. I, I thought you'd be happy. I'm finally making a profit here. I already own the most successful restaurant in Denver. I don't need to be my own competition. You're not making me more money. You're just making it in a different place. And you're not making it as efficiently as my real restaurant. I'm making money here, but I'm losing it everywhere else. This is my bar. It's supposed to be a bar. It's a shitty, run-down, piece-of-crap bar with a shitty, lazy barmaid who insults the customers and doesn't reach beyond her station. 
William, you wanted me to fail? That's not fair. I don't care what's fair. I let you run this place because you couldn't be trusted in my good restaurant. This bar is for the out-of-town losers and drunks. I put you here because you were insulting and rude to every man who came in. It kept the trash in line. I could still sell drinks to them and keep them away from decent people. You're a good fuck, but you're a trash waitress, so I let you run the trash bar. I'm not trash. Where's the money, Celia? It's in the bank. In the till. Do you want receipts? What do you want me to run the books with you? Penthesilia asked. William pushed past her. He opened the cash register and began to count the money. Paris and Cassandra came out of the kitchen. They stood near Cynthia and watched. Paris had her apron tied around her waist. It covered the guns from view. Where's the rest of it? William turned to Penthesilia. The rest of what? Don't play coy with me. Don't act innocent and don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. Where's the rest of the money, Celia? William yelled. The bar quieted and all of the customers turned to look. That's it. Here and the bank. If you think there should be more, we also have to pay for food. I have to pay for Cynthia, Cassandra, and the whiskey girl. Penthesilia explained. Paris knew something was wrong. Penthesilia was lying. She didn't pay her or Cassandra. Where is the money from the fights? There is no money from the fights. Don't lie to me. You charge a dollar a head and filled the bar, standing room only. My calculations say you're missing about $2,000 minimum, plus whatever it is you got off the bets you took. Where is that? William yelled inches from Penthesilia's face. That money's mine. I'm the promoter. The whiskey girl is my fighter. I paid the bar rent for the night. The manager agreed it was fair. You're the manager. I know. You left me in charge. You disappear all the time, and you've been gone for the last three months. You left me with the prerogative to hire new people and to run out the bar if I felt like it. It was mine to run, and I ran it. I paid the bar its rent for the fights. Then, on my own, I both promoted and hosted the boxing matches. I wasn't working for you at the time. That's my money. The prize money went to the whiskey girl. The rest of it, I kept it. I'm gonna keep it. Penthesilia pushed William back with her hand. William slapped her across the face. Paris ran back into the kitchen. This is my bar. You work for me. And any money that comes in here is mine. It doesn't matter whether it's from a boxing match, a gambling debt, or a cockroach that thinks it's going to save up for winter. All that money belongs to me. I own this place, and I own you. Give me the money right now, and you can keep your job as a barmaid. But I am going to hire a real manager. Brian has been itching to take this place over and put you in line. Fuck you whispered Penthesilia. I'm keeping the money. You disappear for months at a time, and you don't think I know what's going on? 
You don't think I know about your wife and your children? I knew your promises to marry me are bullshit. I knew your promise to give me the bar was bullshit. I knew that from the very beginning, you never intended to sign it over to me, and you never intended to marry me, same way you never married Cynthia. You think I'm so stupid to believe any of your lies? You used me, and I used you right back. You bet your ass I have that money. That money is mine. You left me in charge of the bar. I got to make the decisions of where that money went, who made it, and who gets to keep it. It's my right as bar manager. And you know what I think? I think I'll keep it. Or maybe I should give some of it to your wife, along with an explanation of who I am and who Cassandra is. Penthesilia threatened. William grabbed her around the throat and pushed her up against the bar. Paris rushed back into the dining room. She had a kitchen knife in her hand, and she held it by its blade. This is your last chance, bitch! Give me that money! William screamed at her. Penthesilia pulled at his hand, trying to get a breath. Hey, asshole! Paris yelled. She pulled back and threw the knife at William. It spun in the air and slammed into his side, handle first. It fell clattering to the ground. William turned to look at the knife laying on the floor. He looked at himself uninjured, unharmed. He let go of Penthesilia and faced Paris. What the fuck was that? If you're gonna throw a knife, you should throw it like a man. So much for the great whiskey girl. Just another talentless piece of trash pretending to be something more. William mocked as he walked toward Paris. When he felt the point of the knife at his side. She didn't throw it at you. She threw it to me, said Penthesilia as she slid her arm around his throat, pressing the knife into him, until the tip of it broke his skin, causing him to bleed just a little. You're fired. Get out. You, the whiskey girl, Cynthia, Cassandra, and any other nonsense street trash you think are your friends. You're all fired. Take your things from upstairs. You don't work here. You don't live here. This is my bar, and you're out. Then, this is goodbye, William. Penthesilia tightened every muscle in her body. Paris saw it. She saw the decision run through her mind. She saw the resolve form. She saw the path. Penthesilia pulling back the knife and shoving it into William. He would die. There would be no saving him from that. They would arrest her. She would go to jail. She may even hang. But before Penthesilia could act, Paris pulled out her gun and fired into the ceiling. Friends! Paris yelled at the entire bar. Thank you for coming, but the Amazon is closed. If you haven't already paid, then your meal is on the house. We appreciate your patronage and hope to serve you in the future. But if you would please, take your things and go. Paris pointed her gun at William. The dining room cleared fast. As Penthesilia let go of William's neck and relaxed the knife to her side, Paris held her gun, aimed at him, and waited until the dining room was clear. Celia... He's not worth it. Come on, let's go. Paris had tears in her eyes. As she held the gun steady, pointed at William, who didn't dare move. Whiskey girl, it's mine. It's my bar, and I will kill him before I let him take it from me. Penthesilia held still. It's yours, but I won't let you kill him. Before you can try, I will kill him first. And then it'll be me in jail. Paris explained, her gun still aimed at William. If I kill him, 
Then you can keep the bar. Paris took a deep breath. Fuck this. Paris walked forward. She pushed on William's chest with the gun barrel, moving him backwards until he passed Penthesilia and hit the far wall. She leaned against him, pressing down on his chest. Sorry, William. If this is the only way to protect her, then I have no choice. I'm just going to kill you and have it done with. Paris said to him as she cocked the hammer on the single-action army pistol. Paris felt Penthesilia's hand on her shoulder. Anna, don't. I was wrong. If you kill him, I'd lose you. I wouldn't sacrifice you for a bar. I'd rather have you. Let him keep it. I need you with me more than I need him dead. Penthesilia pulled Paris back. She took the gun from her. Paris's hands were shaking. Penthesilia set the gun back in its holster. She looked at William. He'd peed himself. Girls, we're leaving, Penthesilia decided. What about the food on the stove and in the oven? Asked Cassandra. <laughs> Let it burn. Let the whole damn place burn down. Penthesilia took Paris by the arm and walked out of the bar. Paris threw her apron on the table as she passed it. Cynthia took Cassandra's hand, but as they began to walk out, Cassandra broke free and ran back to the shelves that held the bottles on display. She pulled down Paris's glass and ran back to her mother. As they left, Cassandra stuck out her tongue and flipped off her father. Paris led Penthesilia, Cynthia, and Cassandra down the cold streets of Denver. I probably should have shot him, Paris said, breaking the silence. No, you're right. He's not worth it. But that was slick with the knife, throwing it at him so that when it fell to the ground I could pick it up. I felt powerful. Now I know why you carry the guns with you all the time. You missed on purpose, so I'd be forced to stand up for myself, didn't you? No. <laughs> I was hoping he would pick up the knife. Then I would have shot him. If he had a weapon, I could have killed him and been in the clear. Oh, shit, said Cassandra. Cassandra! Language! chastised Cynthia. But you're right. Oh, shit. Celia, I'm so sorry. It was unfair of him to accuse you of stealing the money, said Cynthia. <laughs> no, that was probably the only thing that was fair. I stole it. I stole lots of it. I've been working there for a while. It's not just the fight money I took. I have over $9,000. I've been stealing his money for years. Really? Asked Cassandra. Yeah, fake orders for whiskey that didn't exist, imaginary bartenders I never really hired. If anyone ever paid me, I put it in my pocket. If they need to be paid, it came from the till. I kept the books, so it all looked on the up and up. If you read them, but none of them were real. I always assumed he would leave me for a younger girl someday. I'm not an idiot. So, before he could do that, I decided to take him for every cent I could. I considered it my retirement plan. Where's the money? Asked Cassandra. It's in the bank. Where do you think it is? It's just in an account of my own. What did you think? I'm going to keep it in a cigar box under my bed or bury it like a pirate? I'm out of a job, said Cynthia. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sure any restaurant or bar in Denver will be happy to hire you, just as long as it's not owned by William. I've got an idea. I'll be right back, okay? Said Cassandra. Where are you going? Asked Cynthia. 
I'll be right back. I shouldn't be that long. I promise. I'll be okay. Whatever you're doing, just hurry. I'll be at home. Cynthia watched Cassandra run off into the distance, then turned to Celia and gave her a hug. Everything will be fine. Eventually, I'm going home. Whiskey girl, thank you for taking care of her. You two should at least get drunk. You earned it. Thank you, Cynthia. Go ahead. I'll take care of Celia. Don't worry about it. Paris replied. Cynthia turned and walked off, heading back the way they came. Where are we going? asked Penthesilia. The only place we have left to go, Paris replied. No, no, I'm not going there. Penthesilia stopped in the street, realizing where she was. She looked at the red door of the brothel before her. Why not? We'll just sit in the lounge, have a few drinks, and make a new plan. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear I told you so. From who? From her, said Penthesilia. The door to the brothel opened, and in the soft light pouring through it stood Aphrodite. Aphrodite stepped out into the street, dressed in a long silk robe, its train dragging in the dirt and snow ruining it. She put her arms around Penthesilia and held her for a moment. I could never say such a terrible thing. Come inside, both of you. Aphrodite held Penthesilia and pulled her towards the door, practically pushing her into the brothel. She turned the sign on the door's window to closed. She walked into the lounge. Come on, sit over here, she instructed Paris and Penthesilia. They sat down on the couches as Aphrodite went to the bar to pour drinks. Mom, how did you know? How did you know this was all going to happen? Rumors. The men talk. Then the girls talk. If anything is going on in Denver, news comes here first. The people that left the restaurant practically ran over here to tell me. I am so sorry. Was it the sheriff? Did he do this? Asked Paris. But Aphrodite didn't answer. (sighs) If it was the sheriff, it was a week ago. To send a message to William to have him come down from his mansion... That would have taken some time. That means if it was the sheriff, he sent a letter or a telegraph right after the first fight, explained Penthesilia. I never liked that boy. Either of them. I think you could do so much better, said Aphrodite. But I do know that this is probably a good thing. How can this possibly be a good thing? Because you're my daughter, and I see your struggle. You're like a plant in a pot that's too small for it. Your dreams are bigger than fit in the bar. The fights you hosted, they filled the building to its brim, and people were complaining all night to the girls, disappointed that they couldn't get in to see it. There were lions out into the cold and into the snow just so they could eat in your restaurant. You are my queen, And you need a kingdom, not a closet. But now, I have no kingdom, I don't even have the bar, I don't have a room, fuck, I don't even have a closet. You have a kingdom. It's made out of people. You have my champion, and you have your Amazons. Wait for them. They won't abandon you. 
Now, drink your whiskey, Aphrodite instructed. Penthesilia sipped at her glass, and then she saw Thalia come out of the back corridor. Anna? Thalia asked as she entered the lounge. I thought I heard your voice. Paris sat up and straightened her shirt unconsciously. Thalia, I didn't know you were here. Paris blushed, and Aphrodite smiled at them as Penthesilia drank the rest of her whiskey and laughed under her breath. Um, I live here for now, said Thalia. I know, said Paris as she stood, removed her hat and held it in her hand, quickly running her fingers through her bangs as she set the hat back in place. But I thought you might be out working. You didn't come to the kitchen today. I had a pot of coffee for you. I I didn't want to be in your way, said Thalia. No, we like it when you visit. We? Cassandra and I. Cassandra likes it. I like it, Paris admitted. Aphrodite leaned over to whisper in Penthesilia's ear. I really should put a stop to this, but it's too much fun to watch them dance around each other. It makes me remember when I was young. Aphrodite said only loud enough for Penthesilia to hear. You were never young, countered Penthesilia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess you're right, Aphrodite smiled. I could come back tomorrow. If I did, um, would you set a cookie aside for me as well? Thalia asked, unaware of Aphrodite's conversation. I would make you a whole tray, but I'm sorry. I can't. We won't be there. Paris looked down at her feet. Why not? Thalia asked. Thalia, the champ and my queen are here because they've lost the bar, and now they have nowhere to stay. They're probably planning to get a hotel room. Oh, a hotel room? You don't have to get a hotel room. Thalia stepped up to Paris and took her hands. Um, you could stay with me if you like. Ah, uh, that's very kind of you, Thalia. But I don't think the three of us would fit, Penthesilia replied. Aphrodite laughed. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, I meant, um... Thalia looked back and forth from Paris to Penthesilia. She knows what you meant. She's just being cruel. Paris explained, staring at Penthesilia. <laughs> Me? I would never, laughed Penthesilia. There was a knock at the door. Hey, open up called Cassandra. Penthesilia got up from the couch, walked to the door, and unlocked it. Cassandra, what are you doing here? I brought help. She stepped aside to show that Aloni and Mary were tethering a cart to the hitching post. Celia, are you okay? Aloni asked as she hugged Penthesilia. I'm getting better. Why are you here? We're here to take you home. Grab your things, Mary replied. We didn't bring any things, said Penthesilia. Where's all the stuff from your apartment above the bar? Asked Alone. Still in the apartment above the bar. Then let's go get it, all of it. You're going to move into the farm with us until at least the end of winter. I won't hear any complaint or argument. You neither, whiskey girl. There's enough rooms you can both have one of your own, Alone insisted. You still have the keys to the bar, right? She asked. Yeah. Penthesilia confirmed. We're going to break in, and we're going to steal your things back. Then we'll move them over to the farm, said Mary. Whiskey girl, stay here, 
I'll get your things for you. You don't really have anything anyways. Penthesilia ordered. No, Celia, wait. Paris turned to Thalia. I'm sorry. My friends need me. I'm not going to let them break into that bar without me. <sighs> don't worry. It's fine. Go on. I'll be waiting here when you're ready. Thalia let go of Paris's hands and walked out of the lounge into the back hallways. Penthesilia shook her head, put her arm around Paris, and said, I'm sorry, kid. That was strike two. This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee. Artwork by Helen Lee. Performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at helenoftheironhorse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the L.A. LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.